Assalamu alaikum and welcome to another episode on the Remaster Podcast. I'm your host, Muhammad Kibria, and today I'm joined with a very special guest, Imam Bilal El Saka, who is joining us from California. And we're talking about Dul Hijjah and how to maximize those 10 days of the year. So, how are you, Imam? How are you doing? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. How's the weather? How's the weather out there? It, it, it just got hot last week on Friday. So, yeah. It was like 107 or 108 or something. So, oh, I'm, uh, I'm in Michigan, so I, I really enjoy my summer versus the winter. Yeah. Um, so I should go there in summer, and then you come here. <laughs> Definitely, you're welcome. Yeah. So for, for our listeners who may not be familiar with you, by the way, so am I, did I say your name right? How do you say your last name? It could be El Saka. It could be Asaka in in terms of the interesting like, Arabic pronunciation. The Egyptian Arabic pronunciation would be asa'a, but it just depends on. I just say asaka and and leave it as. All right, awesome. So those of you who don't know Imam Bilal Asaka, is currently serving the Mass Community and Youth Center in Grove, California, a project of Mass Sacramento, and he was born and raised in the Bay Area, mashallah, where he memorized the Quran, spent time with scholars, obtained a degree in communication studies in San Jose State University. He also served general Muslim community for several years in various capacity. Mashallah, you have an amazing uh, profile. So let me ask you, um, I'm sure, you know, we always talk about in our community, the 10 nights of Ramadan and the nights are so special because we stay up. I remember like the last 10 nights, like, you know, staying up all night is like the best time, right? Ta let's talk about Dul Hijjah. It's right around the corner. Um, what why why are those 10 days so special? Like, what was the reasons? Like, I mean, and what do you, you know, as an imam, what, do you look forward to the 10 days and how should people look forward to it? Good question. Uh, so I, I actually really like the comparison that you drew connecting the last 10 nights of Ramadan to the first 10 days of the Hijjah um, because th those are two very, very unique opportunities throughout uh, the entire year. And it's also interesting to note that at the end of Ramadan, it's the 10 nights specifically and then the Hijjah is the 10 days specifically. You also have the opinion that the, the first 10 nights of the Hijjah are the ones referred to at the beginning of Surah Al-Fajr, Wal-Fajr, Walayal Al-Ash, regarding those 10 nights. Um, they're special because Allah made them special. And Allah has uh, a, a sunnah where he'll take certain things, uh, certain specific things from perhaps broader things, and he'll elevate them. So a very basic uh, example, you have uh, you have humankind, and then you have the righteous, you have the prophets, you have the messengers, you have the five greatest messengers, the Ulul Hazm, and then you have the Prophet himself, alayhi uh, So similarly, we have the entire year uh, on an annual basis, obviously, and then Allah chooses specific nights, specific days to, to elevate them, to make them uh, more, more special. And these, so the last 10 nights of Ramadan are, are special because of Ramadan, and then the first 10 days of the Hijjah are uh, special because of the pillar of Hajj, right? So one connects with the pillar of fasting of Ramadan and the other connects with the pillar of Hajj. That's interesting. Yeah. So that's the, sorry, go ahead. No, that's interesting, which uh, like that connection you made, uh, the one is connected to the pillar of Ramadan, the other one is connected to the Hajj. That's, I, I didn't, I didn't thought about that before. Mm -hmm. So, so Allah chooses these different opportunities. It's like a sale, right? 
you know, we, we can go shopping any day of the week, any month of the year, but then you have these different sales. Black right? Friday. <laughs> Black Friday, basically. You have Black Friday, you have Laylatul Qadr. <laughs> ah. In a parallel, you have PM or Layla in both, right? So people stand outside from like yeah. three in the morning, waiting for Black Friday. You stand <laughs> up three in the morning for uh, Laylatul Qadr, you know, hoping for, we may not get that PS5, but we yeah. still for it. So we put in the work based on, um, that foundational hope. I don't know if I'm going to yeah. get it or not, but I'm definitely going to dot my eyes and cross my teeth to try my best to uh, to make it happen. So. so, so that's 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 pretty. I, I want to actually draw on this. So let's say I know that you know Black Friday sales coming around the corner, or let's say somebody's telling me, you know what, if you go this day, you can get best stock, best investment. If you really start from this, obviously people prepare, right? I mean, look at how many people back in the days would stand in line. Uh, just to get the new iPhone, right? They would actually camp out for this element of dunya. So here is Allah telling us, hey, 10 days coming. So how do you set your compass? What would you tell people to say, hey, focus on the destination, right? Focus on the akhirah. So how, like, let's say you're preparing, you want to get those 10 days, the best of 10 days, right? We said best of 10 nights. How would you, you know, what, what are some of your recommendations for folks to keep the, you know, um, you know, keep your eyes on the prize, which is Jannah, ultimately, and how would you do it in these 10 days? And what, what would you tell people to, you know, um, get ready for the 10 days? Mm -hmm. Good question. I think you just mentioned uh, a key point um, at the end there, how to get ready for these 10 days. I think step one is to prepare, to think about the 10 days beforehand, right? If you think mm -hmm. of Ramadan and, and our scholars have, you know, different quotes, beautiful uh, illustrations that, that they've drawn, concepts that they've given us. You know, you plant the seeds in Rajab, which is two months before Ramadan, right? You plant them in Rajab, and then you you focus on watering them during Sha'ban, and then you you reap the fruit. Then you take advantage of the harvest in Ramadan. So, if we really want to have a fruitful Ramadan, then in reality we should be preparing ideally one or two months prior, right? So, if we want to take advantage of these ten days, likewise we want to try to prepare uh, beforehand. So, if if I know that you know, these 10 days are right around the corner. If they're a few weeks away, if it's a month away, yeah. how can I prepare myself now for that? Right. Ramadan, if there's no preparation and then they, and no one, people, if they don't cut down on their coffee, if they don't figure out whatever it is they need to figure out. And then day one of Ramadan shows up, then it can be overwhelming, right? Physically. And then even spiritually, if we don't prepare um, maybe with like, certain habits beforehand or certain patterns beforehand yeah. day one shows up then it's just if we try to do too much during the first few days of ramadan it's not going to be sustainable right so we want to prepare from now some ways that come to mind um not to sound overly cliche but for someone to listen to their heart right mm. to listen to their heart what are they naturally uh inclined towards what do they naturally gravitate towards and people are different some people may gravitate for whatever reason, right? Allah gives different gifts to different people, different inclinations to different people. If someone finds themselves, they just typically naturally incline towards extra charity, right? Or someone yeah. else naturally towards uh, service projects or praying extra, extra Quran, whatever that is, whatever that niche is, or perhaps there are several to kind of lean into those uh, to start with and not to do like massive things, but like smaller things. Sorry, go ahead. 
That's a great, that's a great uh, advice you gave because like, you know, as um, our tendency, when we try to go after something, like I have a tendency of doing something extreme. Like, so when I want, like when I want to build, like I have, I'm building my bird cage, I'm like going all out and researching. I want to build the best cage ever. Then I realize, you know what? Sometimes you, you, you think about, you know, Shadan also tricks you in doing good to do extra good to the point you're distracted from the, the normality, right? So this brings up to our, you know, one thing that I keep in mind, keep your good deeds simple, right? So let, let's talk about that a little bit. So what is simple deeds looks like, like concept of sprinting during these uh, periods of mercy, right? For, I guess, you know, uh, there's so many um, consistent good deeds that we, it's right, it's happening, but we don't realize it's happening, right? So what are some of your advice that you would give audiences, you know, keeping a good deed simple a way to approach God? Because sometimes, you know, we want to reach Allah SWT and them. we do everything, right? Just lock down everything. I'm just going to become religious overnight. How do I, you know, how can we use that simplicity of our good deeds and actually get to Jannah consistently? I think that's, that's something to really ponder on and your thoughts on that. Mm -hmm. Very good question. Mashallah. And I want to actually know what is that one thing you do? What's your, you know, do you have any, uh, you don't have to share your good deeds. I'm just saying like something consistent, something small that you do in your life that, you know, you can advise, say, this is what I do, um, right. you know. So I guess I'll, I'll break it up into two parts. One is some ideas for some small good deeds, and then two, something that I may incline towards, um, if that's okay. Yeah, so yeah, sure. For the, okay, jazakallah khair. <laughs> for the for the first uh, for the first uh, component in terms of different small good deeds, uh, I think step one is maybe for for us, at least for some of us, to reframe why do we think it always has to be something grandiose? Why, why do we at times you know, think that it has to be above and beyond? This has nothing to do with your birdcage. May Allah bless your birdcage. <laughs> May Allah give you the best birds in dunya and akhirah. And, and I mean. <laughs> you know, just put tons of barakah in, in, uh, in your efforts. But I think like step one would be maybe to reframe how we think of Allah. Allah is not mm. necessarily expecting us to, to do like, um, you know, super, super high levels of, of good deeds. If a person feels like they can, and that's what they lean towards, that, that's their prerogative. But oftentimes you find the Prophet ﷺ, you know, encouraging his Sahaba, his companions at times to actually do less because his goal for them is longevity. Mm. It's more so the long-term. So there was one, uh, there was one companion Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-Ghaz, who uh, he, had, he had gotten married. Um, but then after a little bit of time, his wife went and complained to his dad and said, like, he, he fasts all day, every day, and he prays all night, every night. Like, you know, where's my husband? You know, so then his father went and spoke to the prophet. And then the prophet told him, like, do less, right? Do in terms of fasting, do a little bit here, a little bit there. And then the companion said, but I can do more. And the prophet said, okay, then this is the next level. I can do more. This is the next level. I can do more. And the prophet said, no, the most, you know, that, that you should do is the fast of David. Alayhi salam, fasting every other day. Mm. So the prophet advised him in that way regarding fasting and uh, Quran. Yeah. Different good deeds. So the prophet's goal is longevity. Mm. So different small good deeds in terms of, in terms of Quran, I really think an ayah a day goes a long way, right? Mm. Just with it to chew on it to reflect on it um and to, to make it meaningful right to, yeah. to really ponder over it uh in terms of prayers to start with the basics um 
you know, the five daily prayers of a person's not necessarily there yet, if they can, you know, start with one and mm. they, they, whatever works for them, maybe for them, what works easiest to start with, yeah. maybe every day, right? So they start with that mm. and they try to lock it in and then naturally things may go from there. That's a, uh, that's a great advice. Cause you know, like we're talking about keeping your good deeds simple, right? In your mm. previous advice here, just pray like, you know, what element of just, but that's the first thing Allah is asking us to do. That's the first thing Allah is asking us about, right? When we meet Allah SWT, okay, your, your salah, you know, and accountable of that. And I feel like, you know, if, if you're not, if you're if you're a listener, you're like, you know what? You're struggling with your salah. Maybe you're not praying all five times. And that's fine. Just start with one and be consistent with that. I think that's important as, as um, you know, someone who's, again, it's, it's the process, it's the journey towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Maybe you can only pray that one prayer, or maybe you're not praying because you don't, you don't like making wudu. Okay, go talk to a sheikh, seek advice, just pray, right? I think the point of connecting with Allah SWT is just one is, is so crucial and so vital. And that's what shaitan hates, right? The mm -hmm. consistent, the one thing you're going to do and improve on it. That's why he doesn't like. It's just like going to gym, uh, mm -hmm. bu building your muscle. It's not going to happen overnight. It takes requires uh, dedication and consistency. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think the gym's a good example, right? If, if someone shows up to the gym for the first time ever, the first time in a long time, and they see someone who may have been going to the gym consistently for like 10 years, if they look at them and they're like, okay, I'm going to do what they're doing. I'm going to lift however much they're lifting. There's a good intention, but it's also bad for that person based on their specific circumstances, mm. right? So to start somewhere, what's easy for you, an A a day of Quran, maybe one prayer a day, if, if that's, uh, you know, if, if that's uh, possible for someone, um, a charity right maybe a dollar a day to do so to kind of reframe how we look at these small good deeds and to think that you know the prophet encouraged us said like aim for your goal and just try your best yeah so he's relieving that pressure that we often put on ourselves of it has to be perfect all the time allah never told us we have to be perfect the prophet never told us we have to be perfect so if we kind of allow ourselves to breathe a little bit to slow down and just look at what yeah. what's the small good deed I can do today and what's something that would be so easy for me to do that that I'm not even really going to feel it like like in a good way it's not going to be a pinch if I give a dollar in sadaqah or if I you know pray one time today so to plant that seed and then to water it over time inshallah that's uh, just so, it's just so powerful like when you think about these things how Allah made things so easy like mm -hmm. I'm talking about you know I always challenge people it is so hard to go to Jahannam. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, I think it's more difficult to go to Jahannam because you actually, you have to work towards your bad deeds because you only get one, <laughs> right? When you commit. And not just that, you have to actually intentionally make that choice. And, and your, your good is, the opportunity of doing good is so much. And, and, and like, for example, dikir, right? Mm -hmm. I can remember Allah anywhere I want. Mm -hmm. I can just say, I can, you know, just say that, you know, the, the dick, any like the specific dick, if I just mention in my tongue, I can have angels right next to me protecting me because mm -hmm. I mentioned Allah's name and I'm seeking protection mm -hmm. just like that. So like, it's amazing. Like, you know, as we were talking about our journey in these 10 days, simple dick habits can really shield you from adversity from trials tribulation even from the enemies which is your shaitan is constantly attacking you right from your eyes from your ears from all along so remembering allah with dhikr advice us on that a little bit in terms of you know how do we set some habits in terms of you know creating those dhikr mm -hmm. that's a good question that was actually gonna be 
like the action item that I would have mentioned regarding myself? Like what's something easy that I just feel myself, myself gravitating towards as very practical, it's very doable, any time of the day, wherever you are, whatever your circumstances, if someone is, you know, waiting for their computer to load, you can make istighfar. If someone is driving somewhere, you can send salawat on the Prophet, if someone is, you can plug it in to, to so many different micro windows in your day, but then the effect that it has is, is incredible. It just, it, it totally, um, it's like if you take, if you take, uh, think of like a basic coloring book, and you have you already have the drawing there. It's black and white. It could be a drawing of a of a of a bird of a birdcage, and but so dhikr it adds the color, right? Yeah. It adds that that flavor to our lives. It adds um, like it kind of gives us. It's like the the spices to the cooking. You can wow. eat rice and chicken and survive, and you'll get some nutrients that you need, and that's good. But it, it's different when you have, you know, the spices and, and, and the flavor added to it. And if you think about it, the spices, you're not adding like huge handfuls. You're putting a little here and a little there. But it Unless you're it a daisy, that's different. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> <This is true. laughs> yeah, um, So, so that I just wanted to mention that quickly that I think Vic, um, and, and it's also really cool that you have uh, so many different options and different people may incline towards different adhkar, right? Someone may find themselves like really, really connecting consistently and easily to saying some adhkar after prayer, right? Mm. To the last three surahs, you know, subhanAllah, alhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar. Uh, someone else may feel like very attached to saying some adhkar before going to sleep specifically. Yeah. Someone else may feel connected to the adhkar of the morning and the evening, for someone, maybe only the morning, that's where they're at. For someone else, maybe only the evening, that's where they're at. Uh, everyone is different, but you have like this, go, going back to the spices, and you have this huge buffet, right? Yeah. You have all these, all these amazing options, and, mm. and all, of them, all of them have like their, their, their positive effect on us, right? Mm. Especially istighfar, salawat on the Prophet, la ilaha illallah. Um, you know, some, some, uh, some of these... Uh, a person may find themselves inclining towards and then later on maybe it makes more sense maybe you look back and you're like wow I for some reason during that pocket of time I felt extra inclined towards you know one vic or another yeah and you listen to your heart you connect with it maybe you cultivate some kind of relationship with it and then later on you're like oh wow like I'm seeing fruit from that now subhanallah um, so in, in terms of uh, some some ideas regarding regarding vic um, you know, for, for any of us and all of us, I think it, it, it really, I, I keep going back to this. I'm not trying to uh, yeah, yeah, no. mention it too much, but whatever, whatever a person's heart inclines towards, yeah. to, to listen and, to their heart, go ahead. And, and sometimes it's just mentioning Allah's name. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, in our tradition, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's interesting in Jewish tradition, like it's mm -hmm. so holy that you're not supposed to bring his name in your lips, right? Versus in our tradition, Allah is constantly, like if you just open up the Quran and look at the words that is most repeated in the Quran is the name of Allah. Mm -hmm. Like, and just saying Allah in your, like just mentioning his name in itself is such a heavy, it's mm -hmm. a, it's an auspicious name. It's a, such a right, it, it just should, it will bring soothing in your heart, even if you're not there. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, and, and I think this is, this is where it kind of brings up in, in one of the uh, uh, suggested things that we recommend people 
remembering all like you know engaging with Allah with with his words which is the you know like think about recently I've been really engaged with the Quran and I'm really you know uh, diving into the, each word and trying to find meanings and I was just amazed I was like wow like I wish I knew a lot more Arabic you know it's in the process of learning but the root words are so amazing but when you're actually you know when you have access uh with the words of Allah it's just it's amazing so like you know one thing is engaging with the words of Allah right and from the Quranic perspective so just mentioning Allah's name from the dhikr perspective but then going back to just opening his book or just looking into the Quran and studying it and getting understand that it's also powerful uh, mm-hmm. element of like, you know, your relationship with Allah and, and a journey with Allah in the 10 days and beyond. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And what, what's really cool, um, I'm actually really glad that, that you mentioned Quran. The Quran itself is referred to as dhikr, right? Mm-hmm. So dhikr meaning, meaning remembrance. Um, so you have uh, in Surah 15, Allah says, inna nahnu nazalna wa inna lahu lahafidun. In this ayah, a dhikr, uh, the, the remembrance, if you want to translate dhikr as, as remembrance, is a direct reference to the Qur'an. Um, so what, what's, what's really cool, again, different people lean towards different things. Um, and th- this, this is just human nature. If you look at the companions, for example, you have Abu Hurairah, leaning heavily towards hadith. Right? Yeah. You have Khalid bin Walid heavily leaning towards his niche in terms of military. You have uh, Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq, you know, doing everything, basically. <laughs> um, but the, typically speaking, you have, you know, different, different inclinations. And so they kind of followed that love for that path that Allah gave them um, in, in their hearts. Uh, but going back to the term dhikr, the term dhikr is, is typically used in three different ways in the Qur'an. One is general dhikr, which we were just talking about a few moments ago, just remembering Allah, uh, tasbih, subhanAllah, alhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar, astaghfirullah, salah on the Prophet, والسلام, so on and so forth. So that, that's one way that it's used, general uh, dhikr. Another is the Qur'an, uh, the ayah in, uh, in Surah 15, directly referring to the Qur'an. And another way that it's used is prayer. Allah tells Prophet Musa السلام, in Surah Taha and Surah 20, لذكري, and establish prayer for my remembrance, right? And in reality, all three of them are most connected in our prayer. Because mm-hmm. within our prayer, which is dhikr, we recite Quran, which is dhikr, and we do other adhkar. We say, Subhana Rabbi al Azim, Subhana Rabbi al Ala, um, so on and so forth. So it's, yeah. it's uh, it, it, all, it all ties in nicely. Yeah. And I think it's also important to recognize if you're not used to reading the Quran, like, you know, start with just grabbing the Quran from the shelf and just open a page, read Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, put it back. Start yeah. that for 30 days. Next 30 days, take open the Quran. Literally, you have to go physically grab it. Connect with the Quran in, in whatever possible. In those 10, in next, in the 10 days you were asking you to plan, just, just grab and read a word, read a letter, read a verse, and get habits going, right? Ultimately, I think the goal of those 10 days is to build that friendship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like, you know, if you ask who's your best friend, you know, and generally we all say we have someone in our lives that, we, you know, we, we really relate to, we want to connect with, we hang out. We, we don't, we oversee their bad, even though they're doing that, right? We try, like we have mer- extra mercy towards that. I think mm-hmm. we should have that relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the ways to build that relationship is, of course, like we mentioned, dhikr, engaging with the words of Allah, which is the Quran, and the other one is the most important one I think we all need to reflect on is refraining from your vices, right? Think about how many of us are sinning in our secret uh, hidden uh, world 
from pornography to uh you know uh dating to like you know cbd oil i'm gonna mention this video even though it's legal we're gonna talk about it right we need to talk about it. think about the things that we do and if you just to take consciously, you know what next 10 days i'm going to really refrain myself from at least not getting close to it at least not thinking about it at least not you know re- let me reflect on this because ultimately if your relationship with allah is not you know and you know putting you in the road of jannah in a good, healthy process, then you really have to think about what, what you're doing, right? So what are some of your advices to keep away from those secret sins, those hidden sins, or even the sins that we're committing publicly? Like some of us don't care that, hey, I have a girlfriend. I ha- I'm, I'm doing drugs. I'm, you know, I do whatever I want. We have those habits, but we want somewhere in our hearts, we're seeking to change. We're seeking to turn. Maybe mm-hmm. the, the, these 10 days can be really helpful. Um, you know, any advices on that? Uh, absolutely in terms of the you know these 10 days being really helpful i think one um healthy way to look at to look at these 10 days is to look at the 10 days as 10 days right so if a person were to think okay for 10 days can i try to refrain from this thing for 10 so as to not overwhelm ourselves so if a person thinks to themselves you know how how can i possibly go 10 years without this thing that's happening every day or consistently that's overwhelming. And a person is, you know, basically defeating themselves before they even start, because they're starting with with too high uh, of a goal in that scenario. But if they were to just look at these 10 days as 10 days, you know what, can I can I really, really try my best during these 10 days regarding whatever that issue is, whatever those issues are, to look at the 10 days and then to also break them down one day at a time. So for day one, to just look at day one, what can what can a person do regarding that day, regarding that night, to try to work on whatever that thing is. And I think it's also important to, to tie in, again, going back to Avkar, just because it, it's it's a major key, as DJ Khaled would say. Um, <laughs> it, it just, it ties in with everything. I'll give you an example of, of what I mean by that. When Abdullah bin Mas'ud, radiallahu an, when he asked, a great companion, uh, he asked the Prophet, alayhi salatu wasalam, one time he asked him about the greatest deed. And the prophet said, so even look at his, his, his paradigm. I want to know the best deed, right? I, I, I'm not asking for the C minus deed. I'm asking for the A plus deed. So he's asking the prophet directly, what, it, what is the best deed? And the prophet mentioned to pray on time, right? So if you think of praying on time as the best deed, the prophet taught us through his words and his example, والسلام, after we pray, what did the prophet teach us? The first thing to say. Astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah. So if we're making istighfar even after good deeds, even after the best deeds, right? Naturally, we should think about making istighfar even after neutral deeds. It could be driving to the store. I mean, in essence, that's something neutral, but maybe along the way, maybe afterwards to make istighfar. And then also after a mistake happens to make istighfar. Right, so istighfar is especially is something that ties in wherever we're at. If someone feels like they're, you know, on the right path and they're going in the right direction, there's a need for istighfar. If someone is kind of in the middle, there's a need for istighfar. If a person is struggling, there's a need for istighfar. So we're, we're just to level the playing field. We're all yeah. in need of of uh, of uh, of making istighfar and and you know trying to to work on that. So that that can help. Um, in terms of prevention. So ideally, and you know, Shaitan is very good at what he does in terms of playing his games. Shaitan wants us to have 
an extra amount of hope in Allah's mercy and forgiveness before committing a sin. So shaitan's approach will be, God is so forgiving and merciful. It's okay. Just do it. It's just once. It's not going to hurt anyone. It's not a big deal. It's just a cigarette. It's just uh, this or that or whatever it is. So that, that's the angle that he'll take. And what's ironic about it is the reminder of Allah's mercy and forgiveness. But what's the intention behind wanting us to think in that way is to justify the mistake by having an unbalanced yeah. uh, paradigm regarding that. And then after a mistake happens, he goes to the other side. He wants us to, to have too much fear and to think we'll never be forgiven. Yeah. Hope. Istighfar ties in with both. Right. So yeah. before Shaitan is trying to build up a person's, you know, yeah. uh, approach and having too much hope, istighfar it levels the playing field. And then if there's too much fear, it also levels things and helps us to continue down the, That's the actually you know, what you said was really powerful. I'm reflecting on it. SubhanAllah, like even doing the most like the most good, which is salah, and we have to we're encouraged to make istighfar. Imagine the sins that we do. And don't be discouraged, like if you have done something bad and you're like, like, you know, that's the moment actually you should stick a stick out, even if you are going to repeat it. Like, again, this is not to give a pass. Like, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to stick a stick out, right? You're, you're playing with your head. I'm sure Shaitan always came up to like, just do it, man. You're going to make a stick out. You're going to ask, seek forgiveness. You feel that emotional connection with Allah, Allah will forgive you. Yes, mm -hmm. you continuously turn to Allah, Allah will forgive you. And you, and you should consistently seek forgiveness, even if you're, you know, you're going to repeat it, just seek forgiveness and try your best. Even if it's like a small, minute uh, adjustment to your sin mm -hmm. because of the estafar, you're making progress, right? So don't underestimate that. I think that's important. And I think we all have different capability of, uh, you know, doing good, in, in, especially in the 10 days. So many people have different capacity. Mm -hmm. And again, when I mentioned doing things so easy to get to, you know, get to connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, one of the other things you guys can do is donate like something. And nowadays, like, you know, to donate to any good cause is by the donate to this podcast. So you guys can have continuous legacy, inshallah, uh, yes. support us so we can continue. That's one element that could be a legacy project of yours, but donating, right. Just giving charity and um, you can do it easy. Like instantly every day you can set up a donation portal where you can, you know, uh, send it to do good cause, even dollar, even 50 cents, even 20, whatever you can is, is important being charitable in these last in these uh 10 days during the day so what are your thoughts again so in in terms of charity uh i think that's low-key one of the best ways for anyone to come closer to allah if someone um if they feel like they're struggling with one vice or another one of the in addition to adhkar so not instead of adhkar in addition to uh, istighfar, in addition to trying to have good friends and trying to, you know, there are many elements to all of us trying to work on ourselves throughout our lives, really. Um, in addition to all those things, uh, charity is a very, very powerful tool that we can uh, each and all use to come closer to Allah. So if someone in the context, if someone is struggling with, with one vice or another, with one addiction or another, one of the most powerful things they can do is to, to try to work on that with charity. So ideally, step one is prevention, right? To give sadaqah and, and to connect that sadaqah with a dua. So to give that charity and to make dua to turn to Allah and, and, and to ask Allah to help them with X, Y, or Z, right? Or, or maybe mm -hmm. all of the above. Um, now, if someone, if they're, <coughs> if they're somewhere in the middle, it's still good to give charity, right? So if, basic example, let's say someone is, they're kind of a C student 
right? And they want to give charity so they can, you know, upgrade to a B student. If someone's a B student, they upgrade, right, to an A student. And then an A student, a huge part of being an A student is to continue that charity that you started giving when you were a C student, right? So to not stop, you don't, we, we, we never get to a point when we're alive where we feel like we can kick our feet up and be like, man, you know, I've, I've done so much good. I've given, I've given so much charity. I don't really have to do anything anymore. You know, I'm, I, I probably have like a million good deeds by now. So yeah. I can just not do anything for the rest of my life and be okay. And here's the thing. So, so earlier we talked about fear and hope, right? Before mm-hmm. a mistake, shaitan wants us to have too much hope. After a mistake, uh, shaitan wants us to have too much fear. So Ibn al-Qayyim, a great scholar from a history, he gave the example of a bird and, and related it to the heart of a believer, that there are two wings, right, for the bird, that there's fear and hope, but then the head of that bird is love for Allah, mm. right, love for Allah, and that's kind of the, this foundational thing. A key sign of a person truly loving Allah, truly loving the Prophet ﷺ, is to give charity, right, is to, wow. is to, 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 live, to live our faith. A person can can make one claim or another, but if charity is absent, if charity is just not there, then that's a major issue. Charity is not limited to financial charity, as good and important as that is, without question. Yeah. Right? There are also other types of charity, like you have some companions going to the Prophet, and and I mean the story is actually very pure and wholesome when you think about it. There were some Sahaba they complained to the Prophet that they didn't have enough money to give charity. Yeah. Right. So their complaint was like, we're poor, but they weren't complaining, you know, even though it's a, it's a, it's a serious struggle. It's, it's, it would be a valid complaint regarding financial struggle, but their complaint to the prophet regarding their lack of finances, they wished how, you know, they're there. We pray. And then there's the, there are these wealthy companions. They pray as well we fast and they fast, but they can afford to give charity. We can't. Yeah. And so, so the prophet encouraged them to do other acts of charity, different of God, removing something harmful from the road. Um, and so they got excited. They're like, okay, now we, cause they wanted to compete in these good ways. So, so they got excited and okay, now they have this, like this, this cheat code, right? So they go and, and they're, they're taking advantage of that. But then what ends up happening is the wealthier companions, they learn about that cheat code too. So then they kind of take advantage. And then I, I feel them, man. I feel them. Cause I'll tell you, like whenever I see an Amu drop $20,000 in that Ramadan fundraising, it's like, oh, Allah, that's amazing. That's beautiful. Like I want to do that. Right. I want to raise my hands. Like, all right, go here, go 50,000. Right. Yeah. But I, I feel those companions. Cause like, even in our, I, I think as a young profession, we're learning to be more charitable versus our, our, for, you know, our parents who, you know, who still give more than I think we give in, in, in our community development and work that is being done for our, uh, in our infrastructure of our, our, you know, our own massages and institutions that has been here. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so crucial. And especially, you know, in, in these 10 days and the blessed uh, uh, 10 days, the, you know, again, like you said, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a Black Friday. Like, think of it that way. When you're giving charity, it's not just your regular day's charity. It's, you know, uh, it's amazing. It's a special charity that you're, you know, you're, you're getting, uh, you're getting extra perhaps on that. Now, this brings up to me, uh, to, to the content of like, you know, talking about uh, when I mentioned the forefathers, like our parents, our, our ammus that are in the community established, 
I think one thing I feel like, you know, in the 10 days we can do is definitely spend some time with family, right? And it could be like, I personally, like I, I'm learning to do that because, you know, with my two kids, my, my son got so much energy. It's like, he, he gets me tired in 20 minutes. I'm like, dude, it's exhausting. Right. And then spending quality time without really being on my phone, without really being distracted. And I'm, I'm being real. I am that parent who's distracted constantly. Right. And it's so hard. So like spending quality time, learning to do that, because a lot of us are so adamant about hanging out with the friends, family and our society. And, and, just, and if you look at it, Ibrahim alayhi salam. I mean, this whole 10 days journey that we're going into is focused on a family who really, because of this family, we are all here. Because of this family sacrifice, this family's uh, worship of Allah, their connected, their direction with, towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the heart. Everything that we're mentioning here is focused on this specific family. So when, you ref when you're bringing your own family and reflecting in your, you know, give us some tips on how do we, you know, spend some quality time with our family to really, get this investment of our, uh, um, you know, how do we raise our Ishmael and, 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 uh, and, you know, whatnot. So like, you know, talk to us about that a little bit. And how do you spend time with your family? What's I think, so, so first of all, the fact that it takes a whole 20 minutes for your son to get you tired is like an accomplishment on your part. <laughs> I get tired in 20 minutes. Not my, he, he's, no, he's, he wants no, to be no, going. No, they're the energizer bunny. They'll just keep going and going and going. For, for me, it's like, you know, five, 10 minutes. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I need a, a, a towel to throw, to throw in the towel. Um, yeah. But, you know, the, the fact, uh, let me say this, the fact that, you know, for example, in, in your case and, and in anyone's case trying to do this, the fact that you're a present parent is huge, that you're not just a present parent, but a present father is huge. And I really appreciate the parallel that you drew uh, between us now, our families now, and then this amazing, incredible family that in, in reality, the, the, the pivot that started to make that family so historically significant, mm. you could say, we find it in Surah Maryam, when Prophet Ibrahim salam, when he makes the conscious decision, and, and you find this in the dialogue with his father when he's trying to get through to his dad, yeah, abati, yeah, abati, yeah complete etiquette, uh, comportment, adab, love, respect towards his dad, um, you know, really trying his best to get through to him. But then things get to a point when his dad threatens his life. Like, if you don't leave me alone with this tawheed stuff and this message thing and to turn away from idols, like, I'm, I'm going to cause you some serious harm, right? Mm -hmm. So for, for his own safety and protection, Prophet Abraham Hanay said, he, he's still a young man at this point. Um, but for his own good for his own well-being he he basically leaves his dad because he has to to protect himself why do i mention that he made the decision to be the change uh. so he wanted to be the father for his ismail that he didn't have himself wow and look at the 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 power look at the nur and baraka in him making that pivot sincerely wanting to be the be the change you wish to see in the world so he didn't have the the paternal example that he mm -hmm. really really wanted to have so what did he do he decided you know i'm going to try my best to offer to my son what i didn't have right wow. so he makes that pivot and it, i think it's, it's really important what you mentioned it's not just about uh prophet ibrahim obviously as significant as important as he is but his whole family right so so these 10 days are largely centered around Prophet Ibrahim, 
alayhi salam and his family. You have Hajar alayhi salam, you have Ismail alayhi salam. You have the think about it. What it what is what is Sa'i when we're going between Safa and Marwa? We are literally following in the footsteps of this incredible woman trying to do her best in her circumstances to provide for her child. Mm. She had no idea that millions upon millions of people would literally be following in her footsteps. We even have the, the, the markers when you go now that, that indicate when should we speed up and, and, and you know, when to slow down a bit. SubhanAllah. Wow. We have like these intricate, de- she had no idea. So the point that I'm trying to make, when you're trying your best for your family, you never know how much barakah there can be in that for you, for your family, potentially for all of mankind. Obviously, that's like yeah. a standard, but that's what we're doing now. We're mm-hmm. we're learning from that family and trying to to follow in their footsteps, literally and figuratively. That's man, there's so much gems comes out of that, right? Because um, as a second generation, you know, living in this country, trying I'm trying to look at like what was missing. You know, like I, my dad was, you know, may Allah bless him. And he's been like, you know, the focus was always the bread and the butter, just work, just focus on the, you know, survival of this coming to this country. And so many, so many young generations in here don't realize how much our parents had to like, they aren't able to spend time with us. Like, you know, their time was just working and paying bills and they're so busy doing the basics, mm-hmm. that connection, that relationship was missing. So I think like, you know, a lot of us, you know, of course, raising your, ch- like, I think you mentioned really something powerful. Here is, uh, you know, uh, Ibrahim salam who didn't have a good experience with his parents because of what their parents were doing, their ideas and their thoughts and their ideological shaping. He wanted to do better for his own family. So one thing to understand is spending time. And I'm realizing this, you know, it's not about buying toys for your kids. It's not about like, okay, here, go spend time. Here's what you want. It's not, a, it's also being present, right? Being there for your family, being authentically, genuinely investing your time and your energy, being present. I think that's important. That's so crucial. That's so vital. And now, now again, I really appreciate all the input and insights and, and the wisdom you're giving us. I think that we, it's got to be another episode, inshallah, for this, uh, just on Ibrahim's family, right? Talking about the legacy of his. So I, wa- I do want to kind of go back and wrap up some of the things that we mentioned. And again, just to f- folks, don't forget, like these 10 days includes the Eid day, right? Don't, don't forget mm-hmm. to celebrate. Don't forget to, you know, uh, you know, spend not just time with your family, but looking at, you know, preparing for those 10 days. That 10 days also includes your Eid celebration, right? That's it's a celebration is a part of ibadah as well. Allah is giving you the ability to take this day. So you know what? This is the day to celebrate for our success, for it, it, all the success that you have already accomplished. Because sometimes, you know, we tend to be as a human being, we're looking at things that how, what can I do to improve? There are things you're already doing. You don't realize celebrate those, right? Allow mm-hmm. your efforts to motivate you to continue seeking Allah's pleasure. And mm-hmm. You know, don't, it's not just about these 10 days. It, the focus, these 10 days are professional development training, if you want to talk about it, right? It's like that special, uh, 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 I don't know, a special gym uh, um, boot camp style that you're going to go through to really revamp, to go back to the track, ultimately connecting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we mentioned a couple of things. Let's, so the 10 things we're recommending everyone to focus on at the beginning, set your compass, right? Focus on the destination. So get your bag ready, get your, you know, put your sleeves put, and, and get ready for those 10 days. Have a plan for yourself. Another thing we talked about, keep your good deeds simple. Just one simple act of good deeds, smile, giving charity, all of those things we mentioned. Keeping simple, actual and consistent is really powerful. Uh, other thing you, you mentioned, Imam Bilal, you mentioned this, like just pray. Just one salah at a time, even if it's one rakah at a time. Then we mentioned remembering Allah with dhikr. Something very simple with your tongue. Just saying Allah's name in itself is so powerful and so heavy. 
And then we talk about engaging with the Quran, with the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Look word by word, or just grab the Quran and just kiss it for 30 days. Just grab, just get close to it, right? And then think about the sins that you're committing hidden uh, publicly. Just try to refrain from it for the 10 days. Just just a little bit. Even if you're taking apology and go back, just try it. You, you just don't know how Allah opens your heart, right? And then we talked about being charitable. SubhanAllah, like in terms of give something, even if it is a dollar donation, if it is setting up automatic payments to a cause that you feel really cherished and donate to this podcast, spend time with family. I think that's some of the most, that's one of the really heavy ones that hit me. It's quality time with your family, being present, being there away from your cell phone, away from your you know social media platforms and any other distractions. Um, spend on the day, uh, fast on the day of Arafah, right? Just try to fast at least that one day if you can. I know fasting is not easy in summer, but believe that one day specifically, if we all fast together, we can really spend time with our family by breaking our fast, which you already obligated, and invest in your forever. May Allah want to accept from you, Imam. This was amazing. May Allah bless you and, and, and give you tawfiq and inshallah. May Allah bring you closer to your children. You bring the righteous children. We all do as a parent, inshallah. Um, tell us how can we, you know, how can the audience reach out to you? What's your, do you have a podcast, Instagram, social media handles? Yalla, let, tell the audiences how they can uh, follow you on, on, on the net, inshallah. Good question. Um, I do have a, a podcast. It's on SoundCloud and then other platforms uh, like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. It's called Dean Strong. So one word, Dean, D-E-E-N, Strong. Uh, and the, the name ties in with this famous dua that the Prophet would make and, and taught us to make, O turner of hearts, keep my heart firm on your deen. Uh, so the idea is, you know, we're all trying our best, right? So the, the, the intention is, you know, hopefully there are, um, you know, uh, moments of benefit that people can take from the, the different khataras and the different uh, khutbas that are recorded uh, that are recorded and uh, posted on there. Um, other than that, you know, I, I do also have some uh, some videos up on YouTube on uh, my YouTube channel. Other than that, I'm I'm kind of, I guess, an anomaly these days. Right now, I'm not really on social media um, between Facebook, Instagram, what have you. Yeah. Uh, but you know, for for the 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 center that we have here, MCYC, the Mass Community uh, and Youth Center. Uh, and then as well as uh, the local mass youth Sacramento chapter, uh, there are uh, social media platforms there. So I, I may make appearances on, on there. So if someone did want to reach out, they could do so in, awesome. uh, inshallah. Um, and, you know, I also want to mention, may Allah accept the efforts from you, may Allah accept the efforts from, uh, from mass youth in general, from mass national in general, from, from all the chapters in general, and just from, from anyone trying to do good in general, especially uh, as it relates to these uh, amazing 10 days coming up. May Allah accept it from all of us and may Allah overlook any and all of our shortcomings. Uh, another Abrahamic dua, Rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta samin alim wa taba'alayna innaka anta tawab rahim So that balance, right? If we do good, mm -hmm. we hope it's accepted. And then if and when we make mistakes, right? We also hope that we're forgiven, but mm -hmm. we try to remain balanced and to continue the course as best we can, inshallah. I mean, thank you so much for your time and may Allah bless you and bless your community and your family. Again, uh, everyone, thank you for listening. This is Muhammad Kibriya with the Remaster Podcast signing off. Until next time, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.